0: Hello friends and welcome to episode number 180 of Batflips and Maple Lips. It's Patrick here in Halifax, Nova Scotia on a Sunday, Easter Sunday. Uh, Justin, the professor, Anderson in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Uh, Justin, uh, good weekend for the Jays. I'll take it. I'll take a series win,
1: right? Yeah, no, definitely uh, always take a series win we'd be yep. having a much different conversation if they had lost the series but uh oh
0: man i would have been mad yeah that would have been a been, tough episode to record we're gonna, have, right, right we're gonna of
1: avoid stuff. shitting on the umpires for now <laughs> we're gonna give them some time to figure their shit out and if they don't then we'll we'll get into it but uh we're, we're gonna leave that that die today let sleeping dogs lie for a little bit but uh yeah it was a good weekend otherwise alec bono is a stud as always we'll talk about him Back but, back
0: quality starts
1: yeah, we're the only starter that's been good in both of his outings so far. So hopefully he can keep that up. But uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get into it.
0: I am very happy that we got the series win, it, even though the game was uh, very tight today. It was very entertaining. I have lots of nice things to say about the athletics, and we'll get to it. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, Buck. Martinez. We're going to talk about Mike Trapp. We're going to talk about the series. It'll be a shorter episode. We are going to preview the Red Sox when we head to Fenway, uh, as that is our next series. Uh, So if you like what we do, you find us funny and all that shit. uh, Follow us on Twitter at BFMD podcast. We're on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more website bfmdpodcast.com thanks for listening before we get into the baseball stuff uh the hockey world i don't know i don't know why i do it on a baseball podcast but i'm going to do it anyway uh mike Bossy passed away of cancer this week uh one of the most prolific goal scorers in the history of hockey uh ever uh this man very heavily influenced my passion for hockey my interest when i was young uh, even though I was one when he retired, uh, Justin, this man shattered records like it was his job, uh, which it was because he was paid to score goals. Uh, no player has ever scored, uh, you know, 50 goals uh, in a season more than than Mike Bossy. Uh, he's, he has a ton of records. Uh, the most prolific one is probably the most. Goals per game at .762. Nobody comes close. It's crazy. The man—he only played nine seasons. Won four Stanley Cups, uh, uh, back to back to back to back to back. Won a Con Smythe, three Lady Bings, All Star. Won the Calder. Uh, he averaged 57 goals a season, or something insane like that. Um, fuck cancer, man. It's so frustrating. Three seasons in a row, he tied the record for most goals in the playoffs. He could have won three consmites in a row. Um, Just an incredible player. A Canadian, born in Montreal, born and lived in Montreal. Uh, Most people don't know that he is uh, Québécois because his name isn't French. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a a great player, and uh, he will be missed. a tough year for Islanders fans um but uh r.i.p mike bossy that's all i'm gonna say about that do you have anything else you want to say
1: (laughs) no man he's before my time as well but uh, i know you're a big fan of uh the 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 guy and the player but obviously a legend and yeah he'll be missed for sure gone too soon
0: a lot of a lot of goals if he had played as long as gretzky had played he might have had a thousand goals it was pretty crazy um Great player. Love those Islanders teams from the eighties and, uh, tough to start off on a note like that, but, uh, Justin, I, we've got more information. We've got more stuff. We got to talk about that's Not so, uh, not so great. And, um, take it from here, man.
1: Yeah. So this morning before the uh, Jays game, I guess this afternoon, wherever you live, but, um, there was a message from Sportsnet PR and it's from Buck Martinez and it reads as follows. Today will be my last game in the booth for a little while as I have recently been diagnosed with cancer and will begin the process for treatment in the coming weeks. I've been so honored and privileged to have the support of the Blue Jays fans, colleagues, staff, and players since I arrived here in 1981. And that continued support through this next challenge means the world to me. I'm grateful for a tremendous medical team who has given me great optimism that I will come through this with flying colors I hope to rejoin my Sportsnet teammates for the stretch run later this season. But in the meantime, I will be watching from the sidelines as I fight the good fight. I thank everyone in advance for respecting my and my family's privacy during this time. Buck Martinez. So, uh, all the best wishes to Buck. Uh, credit to uh, Dan and to Jamie for getting through. I would have got a little bit misty-eyed if it was me, if I would yeah. have had to redo re- anything with this on air. But, uh Buck said that he's hoping to be back towards the end of July or August. So, hopefully, the prognosis is as good as he's making it sound, and hopefully, he gets that treatment. Not sure. We won't go into speculation on what type of cancer it is or how serious it is, but uh, hopefully, Buck uh, gets all the medical attention he can and gets this thing sorted out and beats cancer because fuck cancer, man. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, the Jay
0: Twitter. Was uh, a buzz about this all through the game. Uh, really nice gesture from Mark Shapiro. Um, tweeted out by the Jays. We don't need to read it. You, if you know, you know. Like, yeah. Buck is is beloved uh, in and outside the franchise. He certainly adds a lot of a uh, lot of color to the broadcasts. And uh, even if he's not necessarily your cup of tea, he is very well loved within the jays community and um man it's gonna to be tough a couple months or well i guess it'd be what three four months without buck
1: yeah it sounds like he's hoping july so three to four months yeah it'll be uh, it'll be different but we're lucky enough to have uh, one of the best in dan Schulman and a great analyst in pat tabler as well that can fill in uh well, well uh well buck is away what does this mean for
0: cuz we thought I thought Dan wasn't going to be doing a lot of road games this year.
1: Yeah, un, undetermined. Um I guess I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens for this Boston series and who knows maybe we'll get some uh, maybe we'll get some Matty D when the Raptors are done. He's filled in I, a few times in the past.
0: I'm wondering if uh Yeah, I'm wondering if this will change uh what they're planning on doing with Dan or if Dan is willing to come and do more we'll have to wait and see i guess because everything is so fresh but uh get well soon buck we we can't wait to have you back in that booth it man when he comes back that the crowd is going to explode yeah at the first home game it's going to be crazy um people love their buck um one last little thing before we get into recapping the series against the A's. there is a lot to talk about there Fishman Mike Trout uh what the hell happened
1: he took a I pitch, a pitch to the hand a hit by a pitch God damn it. uh x-rays came back negative he's day to day so the baseball world can breathe a sigh of relief and rejoice that the goat is not hurt so yeah fishman good um yeah. let's get into some Jays baseball Patrick we just teed it up the Jays were able to take 2 of 3 from the yeah. Oakland Athletics at Rogers Center this weekend. Yeah. Um, starting with game one, there was a four to one victory for the Jays. They hit the A's 11 to six. Uh, they got some big hits throughout the lineup, really. Uh, we had a few guys with a couple of hits. Is that Collins? Raymel Tapia, Otis Griel Jr. and Guerrero Jr. all had a couple of hits. It was a pretty good performance from everybody. They were able to draw five walks and only struck out five times in that game, so it was nice to see some patience and some some good takes and some more balls in play from the boys. Adam Simber ended up picking up the win in that one, Patrick, and Jordan Romano saved another one. Absolutely crazy the the run this guy's been on. Got to give a shout-out to friend of the show Ross Stripling. The Jays employed a six-man rotation to give some of their guys an extra day off, including Hunjin Ryu and Alec Manoa, who we'll get to in a minute. Uh, but Strips was able to deliver four uh, four innings of two-hit baseball and, and struck out three while not allowing a, a walk, so good to see that. He will make his next turn in the rotation, and we'll talk about that in a second here too. But uh, it was a good game all around from the, from the pen and from Strips. Uh, everyone looked pretty solid, and yeah, it was, it was one of those wins where it just seemed like it was never really in doubt once the Jays got ahead.
0: Which was right away. Um, yeah. yeah. No, uh, strips. Uh, man, the fact we got four four innings of uh, I yeah. think I said to you off uh, off mics in passing, I was like, we need twelve outs from strips, uh, and then they could bring in Thornton, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't need to. They didn't need any sort of lengthening strips. Uh, you know, four innings is pretty good from a first spot starter who still, you know, hasn't had a chance to really lengthen the number yeah. of pitches he, he's thrown. Um, I was happy with that. Tim Mesa gave up the uh, the very rare uh, run mm-hmm. uh, for him, yep. um, but uh, otherwise, again, five outs from Simber, man very consistent. When yep. he's on, as Simber is hard to hit. It is he's just good.
1: Yeah, much to the delight of fantasy baseballers, was his third game he's been credited with the win so far this season. So Yeah. providing yeah. that value for those uh DFS and dynasty players like myself. People do don't Simber like him cuz he <laughs> cause
0: he throws funny.
1: Yeah. yeah. No. Go figure. Uh, fair enough. Um yeah, that game was good. Game two was a little, I guess you could call it super up and down. We'll put it that way. Uh, they gave Springer the day off, so uh, Tapia led off that game. Uh, he was one for five. Bichette and Guerrero behind him are both over four, so it was a rough game for the top three in the order. Yeah. Zach Collins, again, had a big game. Patrick Marsh, he was, uh, he was three for four, including a home run. Matt Chapman had a bomb. Mm-hmm. It was 5-5 in the game going into the ninth when uh, Julian Merriweather gave up a two-run shot to Christian Pache. And that was ended up stealing the deal. And the A's won 7-5. Hanjin Ryu started the game, Patrick. He looked good for, I think it was like three innings. Uh, two innings. So it was the third that he got into trouble. Uh, or sorry, the second inning that he got into trouble. My bad. Second and third. He ended up giving up five runs. He went four innings. First and the third were both super clean. He didn't walk a batter, but he did give he up a home run in six hits to the tune of five earned runs. After the game, it was announced that he had uh, some pain in his left forearm. He went for an MRI, ended up hitting the 10-day injured list with forearm, left forearm inflammation before uh, Sunday's game. Um, so he's out for the next turn through the rotation, and it was confirmed that Ross Stripping is just going to slot in uh, in reuse spot, which lines up perfectly with Strips' days of rest. Yep. Um, so besides Ryu and Merriweather, Thornton, Phelps, and Garcia all worked four innings combined and only gave up uh, three base runners, a one hit and two walks. So mm-hmm. bullpen did pretty well holding it down outside of Merriweather. The Jays' bats did get back into it, um, but unfortunately uh, it was blown in the ninth by Merriweather. And then the Jays were the victims of some terrible umpiring in that one, but we're not going to get too much into that because I will get no. angry again. Um, but they lost that game seven to five. Did you get to see much of that one, Patrick?
0: Not until after the fact. Um,
1: yeah, I had it on the what whole is... time and, uh, my girlfriend came down and asked me why I was yelling uh, So because <laughs> I was yelling that was outside about seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, maybe a dozen times, I think. Um, and was like, she was what, like what are, you, what are you yelling for why are you saying it was outside I'm like, because it was outside <laughs> <laughs> yeah as an umpire i get very mad at missed calls over and over again i can understand a few but i mean yeah he was doing it consistently but consistently against the blue jays but i, I don't want I, I can't i'm gonna stop there before i get mad sorry that's
0: all right let's go back <laughs> uh to ryu uh, yeah. obviously not an ideal start for him so far this season no. Uh, one of two starters who have had some some difficulties. Well, I mean, really all of them have had not so great starts so far. But um, do you think Ryu might have started the year hurt?
1: It's possible. I mean, we don't really know. He was working out in South Korea with his old KBO team, then came over and only got into, I think, one. He didn't actually pitch in the spring at all any, any actual starts. Yeah. He just pitched in a bunch of sim games on the backfields. <clears throat> and so we don't really know like if this happened in his first start or if it happened yesterday it's hard to say but he will miss at least one start if he comes back in the 10 days he'll 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 only miss one but it's hard to say probably won't know until a little later on maybe tomorrow or tuesday if what the mri showed because he was just going for that today so yeah if that
0: tendon is, if it's a tendon that's inflamed that's going to be
1: yeah it could be a month uh, yep which I tweeted out this morning after the news came out that this makes Ross Stripling one of the most important guys on the roster because they kept him stretched out and yep. he was able to deliver forwardings, uh, yes or on Friday so he's really just going to slot right in there now perfectly and they're not going to have to worry about say throwing a guy like Thomas Hatch or Anthony Kay into the fire uh, yeah. as a starter because k's been in the pen and hatch is in AAA, so it, it removes the issues of, of having to fill a starter in there you've already got a guy in your roster who's made close to 100 major league starts so strips is highly heavily important now for this team yeah really and um weeks
0: we did talk about him being a bit of an X factor or maybe that wasn't the words we used uh, in our preview episode for the season mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was that he was going to play. It would be interesting to see his role. I expect that he was going to throw close to hundred innings and it's already looking like you, you know, you might be able to take the over on that, but good on, uh, we've seen butters uh, get, have some six out uh, appearances. Uh, so Thornton clearly has, been stretched out a little bit which is good yeah um that's going to be useful to us uh as we deal with uh the rio injury but also ryan barucky back yes uh off the il he was active today obviously wasn't needed uh as it was a very very tight game and they wanted to use their high leverage relievers to get the win mm-hmm. uh, but he has built up to 35 pitches according to ben nicholson smith at yep. b nicholson smith on the twitter machine um, do you think Barucki sees much As far as bulk
1: he'll, uh, He won't get bulk but he'll get in Against the Red Sox for sure 35 pitches is kind of where they Build those pen guys up to just in case They get into an extended inning but.
0: Yeah it seems to me it's like uh, all uh, Most of them Maybe not Jimmy Garcia or David Phelps But uh, Thornton, Simber uh, Certainly Barucki when he is Finally on the mound
1: yeah, Tim was able to go more than three outs as well out, too. Five, yeah.
0: Getting four these guys getting four or five outs, it's a different type of bullpen
1: mm-hmm. where it's
0: not get in, get uh three outs, get out. Uh yeah. and w- with with Tim Maze, it's particularly interesting because he he does give the matchup advantage. And we have seen him like even today he was a masterful performance today, diced through uh four Oakland Athletics before he uh, was removed from the game. Yeah, uh, and he looked great. His his shit is working, and we'll talk about that. I guess when we talk about this game, for sure. Game three.
1: Yeah, so game three was this afternoon. The Jays <laughs> picked up a four to three victory to close out the win in the series, and they're now sitting at six and four. Uh, they were able to score those four runs on seven hits, and then Oakland also committed two errors that contributed to that as well too. Bo Bichette. Uh, had a couple of nice base hits up the middle. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. picked up a couple of hits. And everyone else kind of chipped in a little bit. Vladi was 0-4 again with three strikeouts. So we've kind of seen him go up and down the last little bit here. He hit three home runs, then struck out four times, then had a good game in Toronto, then struck out a bunch. So uh, we'll see. what Vladi needs to find some consistency that way. Uh, in terms of the performance on the mound today, Alec Manoa was absolutely dynamite again. He was able to go six innings, another quality start for him. He allowed four hits, two earned runs, did walk two batters, also hit a guy with his slider, which will happen, but struck out six. He did give up a solo shot to Steven Vogt, but there was nobody else on base. We just talked about Tim Meza. He was able to get four outs, including two strikeouts today. Adam Simberg gave up a broken bat single and a ball down the line, ended up giving up one run, but was able to get out of that inning. And then Jordan Romano got his major league leading sixth save of the season. He has saved every Blue Jays win so far. The man's trying to get hundred saves this year because that's how many games the Jays are going to win. You heard it here yeah, first. Yeah. Again, I keep saying that. But uh, yeah, uh, just quickly before we dive into this, I want to just give you some some context. To Alec Manoa's start to his big league career. <laughs> this is from Sportsnet Stats at SN Stats on Twitter. Alec Manoa is rankings with the Blue Jays through his first twenty-two career starts, winning percentage. Uh, 0.846, that's first among Jays through the first 22. Strikeouts, 140, first. Whip, 1.04, first. He's going to have just over one runner per inning, which is insanely good. Opponents average, 186, first. ERA, 306, third all-time through 22 starts. So this guy is, like, setting Blue Jay records um, every time out, it seems, for through his first X amount of starts, because he's just been consistently good. Um, We talked about this when we had Hendo on, Patrick, how if Ryu struggled, which he has and now he's hurt, you still have a great top three because now you've got Gosman, Barrios, and Manoa just boom, 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 these big righties who can just mow people down with their great stuff and strike out a lot of batters. So the Jays' rotation, even without Ryu, is still incredibly deep. Uh, What were your thoughts on Manoa today?
0: Oh yeah, he was great. It was great. He does something different. I've never seen a starter do this, but um, he's not like a cerebral type. Like he's hanging out with the gang. Yeah, he's uh, just chilling out
1: the front, the front row, and the around the railing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> watching all he watches the whole game. I mean, all, all pitchers do, but he's not. He's there's nothing very cerebral about what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least on the surface, uh, he's just he's just a force. He's a force yeah. of nature, uh, and he meshes so well with the rest of this team. And, you know, having the rookie year under his belt, I mean, two starts in, uh, he looks like he is going to be a future ace. I so, think so. Very impressive. I was very impressed with Tim Mesa. like I said. He threw – he didn't throw very many pitches, and he didn't have to, and he still managed two strikeouts and a four outs. Simber looked like he didn't have it today, and I I hate this take that was happening on on social media that Simber sucks. He doesn't. Like he's <laughs> all he's he's already turn. contributed to victories multiple times this yeah, year. Yeah,
1: he's been the he's, pitcher of record three times now. So obviously, he's exactly. pitching in tight games and doing enough to keep the team at least tied or ahead. So
0: it kind of interests me to see that Romano uh, was able to get uh you get the save today without even striking anybody out um they were tough outs. the athletics were really good in this series i think they're going to surprise teams this year despite the fact that they traded away most of their best players which the oakland athletics do all the time (laughs) um they're five and five which is you know about as good as the rest of the american league east and Uh, is about as good as the rest of the American League West where they're situated. So, I mean, um, food for thought before we move on. The Toronto Blue Jays save record for a single season is held by Dwayne Ward in 1993, the year that we won uh, our second consecutive World Series. Uh, Romano, six for six so far. The league record, well, MLB record uh, is 62 saves from uh, Francisco Rodriguez back in 2008. 62 saves out of 68.1 innings pitched. I'm not saying we should start watching that, but I'm saying Jordan Romano might end up having to do that uh, just to get us the W's, and I'm fine with it. He looks good. He's He's a scary man there's something about him there's an energy there uh it's freaky yeah um he scares me I wouldn't want to get into the box
1: with him no he's pitching. uh he's just a he's a he's, he, like you said he's a force like he just he's intimidating he stares you down he'll attack anybody he hasn't been afraid to go against any batter that he's faced ever um, there's no situation that seems to rattle him he just Gets right back on the mound, gets the ball, and throws another pitch. Uh, yeah, he's definitely a guy that hopefully the Jays can keep in, in a Blue Jays uniform for a long time. Because about
0: uh, like five years of control. Yeah, him or Yeah, I've like got him day on day my
1: day dynasty day. baseball team, and I want him to keep just racking up the wins. So love this guy. Um, before we get into Boston, just some some good for baseball news too. Sounds like Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to begin a re- rehab assignment in in uh, AAA on Tuesday so he should be back within a couple of weeks by the end of the month as well which is great for the Braves and great for baseball he's one of the best young players so yeah just wanted to add that in yeah. there too saw that on Twitter um, the Jays are going to have an off day tomorrow before they start I think it's 20 straight days of baseball it's going to be a tough stretch they're going to Boston and then they're going to play Houston and then they're going to play Boston and then they're going to play Houston they've got kind of a home and home home and home going on here uh, with some very good American League teams. So these next uh, two, four series are going to be very difficult for the Blue Jays. And doesn't it's never easy at Fenway. It's always just weird shit that happens there. So after the off day tomorrow, the Jays will be at Fenway Tuesday night. It's Yusei Kikuchi against Nathan Ivaldi. Um, tough matchup for Kikuchi. Ivaldi's always handled the Jays pretty well, but you never know. He throws a lot of velocity, and the Jason to do well against that. Jose Barrios gets the ball on Wednesday against Canadian Nick Pavetta, who's off to a rough start. Barrios is going to look to continue to build off of his last start, which he improved his opening day debacle. And then Wednesday we get a day game. It's it's a getaway game for both teams. Kevin Gosman goes against Tanner Houck. Houck was great against the Blue Jays last year. We've seen Gosman. He's 0-1 so far this season, but has pitched well enough to be the victor in both of his starts. Just hasn't gotten the run support yet. That'll be a fun series finale always fun to play the Red Sox especially early in the season the Sox still have a great offense it's their pitching staff that is a bit of a question mark we mentioned Pivetta struggled so far Um, but the Jays haven't been the most stable themselves in terms of starting pitching so what are you looking for in this series from the Blue Jays Patrick Uh,
0: I think really we got to win that second game that is a must win yeah, uh, and I think Gosman versus uh, Huck will be interesting. It uh, should be a good interest. game. Yeah, um, my money is on Gosman to outperform, but again, anything could happen. The Red Sox are now are, are they're not slouches. They're off to a decent start. They're yep. five and four. Nobody is really separating themselves from the pack in the AL East. Even Baltimore is only three and six, but they just took two. <laughs> I think
1: they took two. They off, took two to three Yankees. from New York, yeah, which is hilarious. Uh, so that. the
0: Yankees are five and five. Tampa's five and five after losing four in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, Boston is five and four, and we're at the top at six and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if we weren't at the top, we'd still be holding down a wild card. Although it's too early to talk about that stuff. I'm really interested to see how Barrios bounces back. I think he could really go for a, a morale-boosting performance. Um, Nick Pavetta struggling as much as he has um, it's a juicy opportunity for the Jays to take advantage of playing at Fenway um, is it bad that I don't have high hopes on Kikuchi versus Avaldi? is that okay or is that's, that like
1: I think that's okay I mean Kikuchi's been an adventure so far yeah um this season uh the good news is that he's <laughs> been getting he's been getting hit pretty hard and there's been a little bit of luck involved in terms of his BABIP. but it's very high right now but he's also been walking way too many guys and his strikeout numbers have dipped so it's, it's really a command issue for him we've only seen three and a third from him so far so the game in boston will only be a second start as it'll be the jays 10th game of the season or sorry, 11th game of the season, they did the six-man rotation, or else he would have started today. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he how he rebounds. I mean, he faced New York, and now he's going to face Boston, so it doesn't really get any easier for him. So, I mean, and the, and the Red Sox do have some good right-handed power hitters. Xander Bogerts is probably licking his lips right now, as yeah. is J.D. Martinez, I'd imagine. So it'll be interesting it's to see how be... they attack those guys.
0: This is going to be a tough series. This is a very, very tough series right off the bat. We're not getting Rich Hill. We're not getting Michael Walker. Who's off to a great start. Um, So we're dodging. This time around, we're dodging a couple or, well, we're dodging one bad and one good. Um, And then, I don't know, man. Houston's not going to be any easier. These next 10 games are going to be tough. So... Um, what are, what would you be satisfied with? Uh, now we're ten games into the season. We're six and four. Um, the next ten games. What what's an acceptable level of, for you as far as record goes?
1: Man, it's it's gonna be so tough. Like I'm just looking at it and seeing Houston, Boston, just back to back to back. Like it's it, you got to be five hundred in this stretch at the very least you've got three versus Boston three at Houston. Then you get four at home against Boston and then you get the Astros in town for three. And then the Yankees come right after that. And then they go to Cleveland. Like it's a tough stretch. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's American league contenders that you're playing for the next five series when you take the Yankees on to the end there too. So it's, uh, yeah, you got to go 500 over this next stretch. If you can get through these next 20 days and, Go say twelve and eight in these next twenty games before your next off day. That's really good. If you can go eleven and nine, you're you're laughing. I you think I think you're happy with it. Um, it's really going to come down to guys staying healthy. Hopefully, getting Teoscar Hernandez back during that stretch. Yeah, it sounds like his should. oblique is not uh, that serious, especially as compared to Danny Jansen's, who is expected to miss about a month. Teoscar said his was uh, feels that like his is less. He had that oblique injury in 2020 as well, so he's familiar with with that, and he did only miss the minimum there as well. So we'll see if we can get him back that would help. The fact that Bo Bichette got his back going a little bit this series is a good thing. Getting any sort of depth production from guys like Tapia and uh Collins is gonna be great. Um uh, especially as they're both left-handed bats. So that, that does help the Blue Jays a little bit there as well, too. But yeah, I'm I'm laughing with with 10 and 10. And I'm really happy if it's twelve and eight. I think that's kind of like the mark of a really good twenty-game stretch would be about twelve and eight here.
0: Yeah, I would say twelve and eight would be the uh, a huge coup, and that would probably keep us in first in the division as well. I wouldn't say I wouldn't be disappointed with ten and ten, regardless of how it went. If we've won ten in a row and then lost ten in a row, (laughs) it would be fine. Yeah. Um, it would be super frustrating, but um overall as long as we float around 500 after uh the second week in may that's that would be weathering the storm because obviously yeah. with so many of our starters struggling losing a starting pitcher to injury losing our, our starting catcher to injury losing our starting right fielder uh and silver slugger to injury we're battling injuries right now and uh if <sighs> I don't want to be too critical too fast to some of the hitters, but we're seeing a lot of strikeouts um, already. Springer has 13 already. Bichette, Chapman, and Guerrero all have 11. Seems like Guerrero's all came in the last four games. They're going 0-4 with uh, four strikeouts against the Yankees, and then he's whiffed three times today. Mm -hmm. A lot of whiffs, not a lot of... uh, not a lot of walks coming from Guerrero. None coming from Bichette. Bichette's just in a bad funk right now. I don't know what we're gonna do. Cavan, Cavan doesn't have a hit yet. He's 0 for 12, but his OBP is still 294. Yeah, he's taking walks. Um, I'm not so much worried about Cavan because he isn't really as big a player. Yeah, 13 as... plate
1: appearances, so you can Yeah,
0: it's not enough to write home yet. about espinal has been slick on the base paths he's hitting 258 again it's only 30 at-bats so nothing to
1: yeah pee your we, we got to get through april before we can really even look at anybody's stats because i mean
0: yeah
1: combined it with is... what guys got in spring they're only at about 60 at-bats now f- total for spring and the regular season so it's, it's the fact that so four of really... our
0: top five uh batters though have a k rate above like 30 percent yeah it's
1: a little bit alarming but i mean it is just too early
0: yeah we'll see i I mean six and four if you had told me at the start of the year we'd start off six and four i'd be like i'll take that that's not bad Mm -hmm. these are tough games where we don't play a lot of the softer opponents until the middle and end of the season so we're gonna have to weather some storms here folks it's just the way that the schedule is made Boston's not going to roll over for us and neither is Houston so no. uh, we need the big boys to step up and we need the contributors to keep doing what they're doing the lineup seems to be getting lengthened with the quality that we're getting from Zach Collins as well as Santiago Espinal
1: Yeah, and Gurriel is
0: coming on now too yeah so... Gurriel did
1: have a good series against the, against the athletics for sure
0: it could be this next, these next uh, seven games uh, against the Red Sox and the Astros be real interesting. We'll yeah. come back Thursday at I guess would Thursday night. Thursday the
1: evening after the game is over. Yeah, it gets an afternoon game that day. Um, oh, start times God. for the series <laughs> it's seven uh, ten Eastern time both Tuesday and Wednesday, and then a one thirty five. Oh, Eastern so Time great. start in the afternoon on on Thursday as the getaway game for both teams. So we'll be able to record that, as soon as that game's over. That saves us a late night. <laughs>
0: yeah, that Thursday night, uh, I enjoyed watching the game and all of that, but I was so I'm still tired from Thursday. Yeah, I'm like I'm still feeling it. <laughs> it's still <laughs> like three days later, but I have today off. I have tomorrow off, so I'm gonna relax celebrate uh, the Easter bunny I guess
1: yeah I don't know I don't know who to celebrate this weekend but uh, hopefully well, everyone out there had funny. a good you a get good... yourself
0: some chocolate Justin
1: I I have some yeah I do have some go. I got some mini eggs that are waiting for me upstairs
0: that a boy get them in
1: yeah I'm yeah. about
0: to do something cool here we'll cap off with some food stuff because you know that I love to talk about food on this podcast <laughs> um, when I'm when, when I walk away here from the from my station Uh, We're gonna do something really cool. We're gonna try to make our own movie theater popcorn. But what we do is we gotta run butter. We gotta melt butter. Yeah. And then after melting the butter, uh, we run it through a coffee filter. It's called clarified butter. Interesting. Some people call it ghee, but it's also, um, it's I guess. The kind of stuff that you use for cooking, like clarified yeah. butters, it's like better. I don't know, makes it better, whatever. Anyway, we're gonna do that. We're gonna uh, grind up some salt so it's like a powder, yeah, as opposed to like the little cubes or whatever. And then we put all of that in with the um, the popcorn kernels into like a a pot, yeah. And uh, and then we'll save some butter for after the fact, and then we'll dump it on, and it's like movie. I saw this it YouTube sp- video that. Did so it.
1: you're gonna do it on the stove then, right? Yeah.
0: Yep, that's right.
1: Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm a pretty big popcorn guy myself. I air pop mine. Um, that's
0: that's the only way to do it, my friend. Oh
1: God! If you're doing it in the microwave, then you you can stop listening to this show anytime. Kick rocks.
0: Yeah. the The thing is, we can't do it in the air popper if we're doing it this way. Because no, you can't. The put kernels has to go in
1: with. The, yeah. The
0: kernels have to go in with I, uh, the water.
1: I'm not sure if you've heard of this this stuff it's called flavicle it's like this uh it's it's popcorn seasoning salt it's like an orangey very fine powder and basically you so you air pop your corn into a bowl you put your your butter on it you shake it up and then you coat so you gotta coat the popcorn and then you can sprinkle this flavicle on it you only need like a like a teaspoon for about a third of a cup of kernels i would say it's a very small amount that you need and then you put this on there and then you shake it up again then if you're going to pop more corn you just you use those measurements kind of thing and it's like it's very good uh to me it tastes like like old timey movie popcorn Um, yeah
0: the this recipe uh, that I'm gonna be doing.
1: Send me that video, Cal- by the way.
0: <laughs> it calls it calls for turmeric to go in with the really? butter to give it more color. Interesting. Yeah, not for a flavor. It won't yeah, give you yeah, yeah. anything. But I'm not gonna do it because I don't have turmeric. Uh, yeah,
1: fair enough. You should send me that YouTube video. I'm curious to see it.
0: Yep, I'll send it as soon as uh, we go
1: through a lot of. Uh, we buy the big like Orville Redenbacher's kernel things from costco and we go through i probably go through one every like three months and it's like a i think it's two kgs of of kernels that's a lot of i make popcorn like two or three times a week basically when i whenever i do the dishes i clean my bowl and then i just make it again that night (laughs) so it's like every three days all right
0: well let's leave it at that (laughs) as far as our our you know what well next time we do an episode we'll talk We'll we'll talk a little bit more about food stuff because we I don't know we have we used to do it all the time on the show with Clayton. Um, let's let's bring it back a little bit.
1: Yeah, little. We had uh, to talk
0: about bossy today. We did, yeah. and um, enjoy. We'll do a little what's
1: meat. cook a little what's cooking segment or something at the end. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah I have <laughs> fun with it. I mean, everybody eats food.
1: Everybody does. Separately. Yes, that's one thing that they we have in common.
0: The umpires who probably chew glass. Yeah, they're and, just uh, uh,
1: getting lubricated between innings.
0: Uh, let's leave it there. Yeah, We'll leave it at that.
1: Anyway, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, at BFMD Podcast. Listen anywhere that you get your podcasts. So Spotify, Apple being the two big ones for us. Leave us reviews there if you can. Star ratings on Spotify. Those help more people find us. Helps us get our, our show into the ears of more listeners as well keep interacting with us on twitter we've had lots of great fan interaction lately thanks for commenting on our tweets for sharing them when we share the episodes got lots of great fans out there who like to help us spread the words we appreciate you there let us know if you've got any questions or topics that you want covered if you want us to do an angry rant about the empires let us know i'm more than happy to oblige right now i'm in that kind of mood but uh for patrick out in halifax it's justin here in saskatoon We'll see you Thursday after the Boston series. Go Jays.